0: So much so that you couldn't even really feel comfortable to talk about the feeling of being under attack. Yeah. Because that becomes a headline in itself too. Yeah. And ESPNW presents Be Honest with Carrie Champion.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to a new edition of Be Honest. I know, it has been a while. Uh, I, I, I see your comments and you slide in my DMs and you let me know. It's taking a minute. And it's not that I, I don't want to do the podcast. I, I just have a lot of stuff going on. Um And uh, the podcast sometimes is a luxury. But keep holding me accountable because I will do it. I will get on it. Uh, this podcast, again, like all our podcasts are really, um it's going to be a mixture of everything. Not necessarily just sports, but I'm going to talk a little bit about my life on and off the set you know I say on and off the court on and off the set I'm going to talk about some uh, stories that have bothered me recently that I really wanted to to get this opinion off and I haven't had an opportunity to do that Uh, so I'm going to do a year in review and then a look ahead a year in review and and then a look ahead I like it I just made that up right now again welcome to this edition of Be Honest 2017 uh was crazy folks you already know that especially uh in the world of sports because i think this was the very first time that uh, people that i know who have no interest in sports became extremely interested uh in what was going on there were so many different storylines but the main storyline was colin kaepernick uh lebron james uh the president uh and then one of my colleagues Jamel hill i feel that uh the attack on the NFL, if you will, uh, from the man holding the front office uh, made a lot of noise. I think that people were interested in hearing what was going on, but not necessarily listening to other points of views. So I look back on this year and I learned a lot. Um, it was humbling for me because I think with this platform and anybody with a platform, I think you get torn between speaking out, saying the right things, being appropriate, uh that fine line between uh, is it OK to say this or is it OK not to say this or what should I say? I'm a big believer in that you shouldn't speak out unless you have something to say, unless you're educated on a certain topic. And and I have to tell you, uh, there were many times when I was just in despair. I really was. I, I felt like. Uh, the NFL players were put in, a, in an impossible position I felt like they were told to take a knee or take a stand whatever however you want however you want to phrase it but then we didn't realize that there was an obligation um that many of these players had they had an obligation to their family they may have had a personal obligation to 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 not say something or speak out or use their platform and then there were those who wanted to say something I, I I really try not to criticize people who don't use their platform because we really don't understand what they're going through. And I say that because, for instance, by way of history, everyone knows that there are so many famous athletes who said nothing when so much was going on. I'm thinking about Michael Jordan. I'm thinking about Magic Johnson. And you all know I love me some magic. Uh, But just think about some pivotal moments when they were at the top of their game, when they they could have lended their voices to something that mattered. For instance, the riots here in Los Angeles, Rodney King, where was magic? Where were some of the key members of the Lakers when they were winning and they were dominant? Shaq, Kobe, silent. Not because they chose to be, probably because they didn't know what to say or they didn't know how to use their platform at the time. And I find it interesting now that we are in where I say a period where history repeats itself. So we see folks speaking out now and we're liking them to certain other famous athletes. For instance, a lot of people are saying Colin Kaepernick and Muhammad Ali are the same. Uh, while they're not, but they are. And you can, and you can see why, right? Uh, Colin became a movement, uh, not necessarily unwillingly, but unknowingly. He was privately protesting until we came along and asked him to speak up until we came along and said, well, why aren't you standing? And then and then Colin, because by way of history, folks have a short memory, decided, guess what? I, I won't. Sit anymore. I'll actually kneel because I spoke with my friend Nate Boyer, uh, who was white, who served in the army, said to him in the military, said, I think it's more respectful if you, if you kneel. Again, this would be a more peaceful way to approach the situation. Well then, that's all she wrote. It was done after that. No one could hear anything else because all they saw was him kneeling. The message didn't matter anymore. And then we bring in politics. We have been often told, especially with this ESPN platform, do not talk about politics. We are sports. That's what we do. Stick to sports. You guys stay in my mention. Stick to sports. Well, we were sticking to sports until the president of the United States decided to join in the protests or anti protests and, and speak to us and get into our world of sports. And we saw it again and again and again and again. It was crazy. And the thing is, it's happening in real time. So I'd have all these different friends come up to me and say, why aren't you guys doing this at ESPN? And why aren't you doing that at ESPN? And if I was at ESPN, I'd do this and that. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. You just wouldn't. Well, why isn't the undefeated, you know, saying this and saying that? I I have to explain to you all listening that it's just not that easy because it's happening in real time. These are real life situations that have not happened before. There's no way to handle it until you go through the process. I, and i'm not excusing espn in any form or fashion for what we did or didn't do or how we approached the situation but what i do know when things are happening in real time you're making up rules as you go you have to experience it and then make up a some type of rule or some type of response and that is so tough to do this is uncharted territory for networks for and that i mean cnn espn msnbc fox The way that we live in this world today, we are just now experiencing it. Meaning, have you ever had a president attack the media? Never. Not that loud. Not that proud. Not so vocally. So then what do you do? You figure it out as you go along. And we all know that you have to make really tough choices. And... And what I mean by that is you have to decide what you're going to say and what you're not going to say. I have friends who low came to me like, I want to speak out. I want to say something, but I don't want to lose my job. That Honestly, that's what 2017 felt like to me. So many people saying, I want to say something. I want to do something, but I don't want to lose my job. If I'm honest, I didn't necessarily feel like I was going to lose my job, but I understand why they felt that way because they may have felt like they didn't have that security or they saw other people around them losing their jobs for no necess- for no reason, for no reason, just nonsense, or, or getting in trouble or or are people looking down on them, or are people taking a certain amount of heat? And we all know, like my, my dog took a lot of heat. I'm talking about Jamal, she took a lot of heat. No one's questioning her now, right? 2018, we're not not too many questions about where she stands, but in 2017, she had to deal with a lot. So I could only imagine experiencing or watching Jamel deal with what she had to deal with. I could only imagine what a Colin Kaepernick has to deal with or what a Michael Bennett had to deal with. You know, there were a few who were very loud and proud about what they wanted to happen with the league. And it's tough. So I try not to to judge them for what they did and didn't do. We move over to the NBA and we see folks like LeBron. LeBron can say anything he wants. Literally, he can say anything he wants. Think about this. When LeBron called the president a bum, did you ever think that you would be in a position where the most powerful person in the world is being called a bum by the most powerful athlete in the world? I, look, I did an impromptu survey. I talked to so many people that worked at the ESPN and in sports in general. I've never seen that. That was a watershed moment in sports and in our history. And I don't know if you guys paid attention to it because there's so much going on and we're inundated with social media and there's so much information coming at us. The history books will prove that what LeBron James did on that day was unheard of. Do you find it interesting that the president had never has never said anything about LeBron since then? Why is that? I have to tell you, I don't know. I suspect, but I don't know. But it also made me think, here we are again in 2017, and this is what we're talking about. Nothing is focused on the court or on the field. It's all off the field. It's all off the court. What is going on in our country right now? For those who say sports and politics don't mix, they do. I'm sorry. They just do. Whether you want to admit it or not, they just do. And in this year in review, I I decided to do a couple of things. I decided I decided to be purposeful about my position. Um, I decided to make sure I spoke out on things that I was passionate about, um, and things that affect me. Nothing more frustrating than a person with a ton of talent. Uh, and they feel like their time is being wasted, right? There's nothing more frustrating than that. Like I, if you if you have so much talent and you have so much you want to say and so much you want to do, but yet you're put in a position where you can't speak out and you can't say what you want to say, you're frustrated. You're angry. You express yourself in different ways. But what you also need to do is have a plan because I was frustrated I felt like I couldn't use my voice the way that I wanted to. I felt like I was wasting my time. Not because of where I work, but because of how I wanted to go about it. How I wanted to infiltrate the community, how I wanted to make sure that my platform had a purpose. Um and there were so many there were so many ways in which I neglected to use my platform because I was frustrated with just the optics. But now I have a plan, right? So that was 2017. Now i got a plan. I have a plan in which I'm going to use this podcast and I'm going to speak on things that matter on and off the court, on and off the field. I'm going to share my take, whether you believe it or not, or whether you want to hear it or not, you share yours. I don't mind. Opinions are for everyone, but this is just one more way to use my voice, to use my platform to say, guess what? I'm bothered by this. this. This isn't right. I feel like so many times we forget that people are looking for people are looking for people to help them to give them some advice. We, we live in a world of followers. Right. But not necessarily followers in a bad way. But people are looking for that. I know I look up to my friends. I have one of my friends with me right now. Kelly Carter. She works for the undefeated. Um, and as you all well know, the undefeated is our partner. It's our online partner. Uh, it dedicates itself to uh, the African-American community, speaking on issues, writing on issues, sharing things that are sports, entertainment, lifestyle, all the like. And Kelly can relate to that frustration. She can relate to, I, I want to say something, but where do I go with this? What's the end game? Have a plan. Be smart. How'd you feel last year? If you recap the world of sports and politics, how'd you feel last year, Kelly? Kelly?
0: Um, that's a great question. I, I, I think I felt a little trapped, if I'm being honest, you know, I think generally speaking, as a journalist, we kind of all grow up in this world of being objective. And the truth is, and I think all of us know this is that there's really no such thing as objectivity in journalism, because we all have a frame of reference. And that's that frame of reference is what shapes how news is delivered a lot of times. I mean, the goal, obviously, is to be as objective as possible. But I think what happened is that a lot of us found ourselves in 2017. um, And those of us who work for an outlet like I do, where we are speaking to and speaking for a particular community that was feeling very under attacked by the Mm -hmm. current political climate Mm -hmm. it was such a foreign space I think for a lot of us to find ourselves in and you didn't even have to work for an outlet like the undefeated to feel that way I think you could just be a black person in and journalism. And feel trapped.
1: And feel very trapped. Or a in woman journali- and feel very trapped. A woman in journalism, a black person in journalism, a, a, an underrepresented party in journalism mm-hmm. and feel trapped. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, um, that you use that word trap because there are so many people who say, well, why don't you say something? Why don't you tweet this? Why don't you tweet that? The answer isn't tweeting all the time. Right. I, just FYI to those who are listening, the answer is not in the tweet. It's not in the clap back. It's not in the, in the, let me just get this off real quick and let me tell you about how I feel and what's wrong with you and how you did this wrong. That's not always the answer. Mm-hmm. Um And that's what I, I came to realize in 2017, because I felt like we were chasing our tails. And by we, I felt like there was a group of people so frustrated, so angry, but they didn't know how to approach the situation. The situation being, uh again, as a journalist, I felt like we were under attack. Yes. Like, just I have never, ever, ever thought that my First Amendment rights would ever come into question exactly. in this country.
0: Exactly. Under attack, so much so that you couldn't even really feel comfortable to talk about the feeling of being under attack. Yeah. Because that becomes a headline in itself, too. Yeah. And obviously, kind of one of the goals and missions of what we do is to really never become the headline. And then that's what, why it was so interesting seeing one of us become the headline. Um, and it's just. It was just an uncomfortable space to live in, I think, in 2017.
1: It's an uncomfortable space to live in because so many people on the outside have the answers. You guys all have the <laughs> answers. Thank you for your answers. Thank that you for is. telling us how we should do it and what we should do. I appreciate it. But walk, walk in my shoes. I, I, I often get tired of hearing saying, people saying, Colin should do this. Right. Well, how do we, how do we not know he's not doing that? That's or How definitely. do we not know what he's thinking or why he, he might be moving strategically. He may have a plan. Right. We, I just don't want us in this day and age to jump to attacking
0: the already attacked. Right, right. I, I love when people uh, tell other people how they should spend their money, mm-hmm. live their lives, mm-hmm. speak out on whatever platforms they believe they have. Um, cause that is so, Easy and fun to be that person to direct someone else what they should do and how they should do it. Um, a a lot of times too, because we well know this, you don't know what people are doing behind the scenes, and you don't know kind of what it's taking to get to what will ultimately or may ultimately become, um, you know, a part of public consciousness at some point.
1: I even think of it this way: I had a I had a conversation with our former president John Skipper, and and I talked to him for about an hour and a half. About where we were, and this was towards maybe November. You know, all this nonsense had went down with Jamel and, 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 and we saw again LeBron speak out and we saw Michael Bennett and Colin Kaepernick in the aftermath and this story continued to be the story. And I said, why aren't we responding? Right. Why aren't we going off and letting these people have it? Mm-hmm. Why aren't we? Why aren't we? I had I had a whole plan of things that we should be doing as a network. And while, yes, I do believe we should have taken a stand early on, he was very clear. He said, listen, this is all happening, as I mentioned before, in real time. Mm-hmm. This is all new to everyone, and we're trying right. to figure it out. And. And there are some things that are, quote unquote, above my pay grade. But at the same time, I said to him, what's right is right. And what's wrong is wrong. Sometimes it's that simple. Sometimes it's black and white. And he agreed with me. And he said, well, I may not make decisions publicly or I may not speak out loud in a way in which people can hear me. There are things being done behind the scenes that are very clear to let you know where I stand. There are decisions made that are very clear to let you know where I stand and how I move. I challenged it and challenged it because that's what we do, right? But the reality is that sometimes there are other things working and there is a plan in place. I can't deny that it was not frustrating. Mm-hmm. And the feeling of trapped is the worst. Yes. This was the first time in my career that I didn't want to be in my career. Yeah right
0: yes, it was it was hard. I mean, I feel like a lot of us kind of formed these little um uh support groups, I mean, I know you and I would we talk all the time anyway, but we would often talk every day like what what can we say, what do we do? how do we react um because I felt also like a lot of people were looking to hear from us, especially when when things started hitting closer to home and seeing what was happening with Jamel and it was like, what do we say you know because. Ultimately, it it all affected everyone because we all do the same things and we all felt the same level of trapped, you know, too. But it's like what? Well, then I saw a lot of stuff.
1: The reason why and whatever I said was solely in support of Jamel because I had her. I was with her 100 percent as you were. Right. You know, you are her best friend, FYI, and you were with her 100 percent and we all supported her. So whatever I tweeted or said or made known, it was in full support of her. But what right. I what I also knew was there that there was a lot of wrong information out there. Absolutely. And you don't want to contribute to a lot of wrong. You know, that's the one thing I can't stand. Like mm-hmm. I love, I swear to you, I love social media. I love this outlet. But the podcast now, honestly, I'm glad that I have this platform. It's to correct all the wrongs. Cause there's yeah. a lot of wrong. <laughs> Out yes, there. yes, there is. That didn't happen that way. Right. I love the great story of, of, of the outrage in the newsroom. You know, people with pitchforks coming yes. in, you know. Yes. It didn't happen like that, right you know? All. No. That didn't go down that way, you no. know, but it's fine. Whatever, whatever's, whatever's good. Whatever floats your boat. Um, but I know that w- we needed a plan and we didn't have a plan because we felt trapped. Right. And so coming into, Coming into my own, coming into a lot of thought, thoughtfulness about how I wanted to, to use our platform as a journalist, because now whether we want to admit it or not, we become the story, just as Absolutely. you said, even though we're not supposed to be, we do become the story mm-hmm. now, because someone has made us the story,
0: right? I mean when the leader of the free world <laughs> shouts you out on Twitter you know you you become the story or I,
1: I think that he in general his plan is to to attack the credibility of press absolutely everything is fake news if it's not you know something that favorable he, fe- favorable yeah so then what do you do I mean that is that is a tough situation to be in I speak to so many kids now and they always say well what do you love your job what what do you love about it I'm like it's changing and I don't know what It'll be when it's time for you to do it. Right. But it is changing yes, because we are now in a place I had this conversation with you know, Pam Oliver, and she was like, I never needed a brand. I never needed social media. I just had a pen and paper. She was like, and that's all I needed. She mm-hmm. was like, I, if I reported on a story and I did well, that was my brand. She was like, now you guys have Instagram and social media and you feel the need to respond and you, and you become a story because you're being attacked. And then, so you feel like you should respond to that. And you can't focus on the focus. You can't focus mm-hmm. on what's important. Yeah. And what's important is keeping right in real and telling the story and having a plan i keep saying that because that's the theme here where's the plan Mm -hmm. like if we get so caught up in responding to the nonsense what do we do right why are we responding to the
0: nonsense because you you feel like you can only take but so much before you have to speak out you know um I mean, and you've experienced it several times. I know recently in your career where people have, you know, poked and poked and poked and poked and poked. And finally, you have to say, like, stop it. That's not what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's only so much you can take. Right. Because um, we're human. You're you right. Know? You're
1: right. I, But do. OK, I know I go back and forth, but then it makes you feel like you don't ever want to be on social media again, which yeah. is extreme. But, you know, you I mean, I'm being to, extreme right because
0: now. You know, people are watching.
1: Part of the brand. Yeah. Part of so the brand. for 2018, um, here's my plan. Uh, my plan is to use this podcast to address um, things that matter in the world of sports. I hope you still listen and subscribe. I'll try to be more. And I say this often. I try to be more diligent. I'll try to do it more often. Um, but there's a plan because I don't ever want to feel trapped because you feel trapped because you have no options. Mm-hmm. And so this platform is going to be used for options, for the plan, to speak out, to talk about other options, to give other people a platform who have something else to say okay. as our world changes. Yeah. So in 2018, we'll use this podcast to address things that are out there that may be real or not real, to have a plan, to give other people a platform, to speak out, to do what they want. Now, speaking of speaking out, on the other side of the break, I'm going to speak out. Okay? I'm going to address some things that were aimed at me specifically hey, you hey, ready you want to stick
0: around i'm real ready for this
1: <laughs> <laughs> be honest back in a moment all right so i mentioned earlier 2018 things to talk about the plan i did want to address some things that have been been tossed out there about about myself uh, and in this world of sports, it is true that uh Coast to Coast, the show that I currently anchor with David Lloyd, who is a saint of a man, will be ending. Um it's no longer Coast to Coast Sports Center. it, it will just be Sports Center. So uh it will stay as is, but I will no longer be anchoring. Uh Nicole Briscoe she will now be co anchoring with David at noon for, you know, however long, a few months. Uh who knows? But she's taking over for the time being um and i Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, you may have read it in there. It hasn't been confirmed nor officially announced, but I will be doing Sports Nation. That's not a surprise. It's been talked about, but I am doing Sports Nation. I start Sports Nation uh, March 12th, Monday, March 12th. That is my new gig. As you all well know, Michelle Beadle is, is leaving and she's doing the morning show in New York. So they needed someone to do Sports Nation here in Los Angeles. It only made sense. I was here in Los Angeles. Uh, coast to coast was going away in general. That noon sports center was going away in general. So I needed a place. They found a place. Uh, and I'm going to make it my own. I, I enjoy uh, the fact that I do get a, a medium to to share my personality. So I'll be excited about that. But again, this starts uh, right after All Star, uh, March 12th. So tune in. Uh, I get to work with Marcellus and all those folks. You know, he's a mess. He's a straight mess. I don't know how that's going to go along because he likes to keep the studio at z- zero degrees. And I like it real warm. So, Kelly, what do you think about
0: that? I'm excited for you. This is great. People need to see more of the offset foolishness that is that is very <laughs> champion yeah they need no they need to see like all the fun personality stuff too I think it's gonna be a great moment me I'm dancing
1: excited. and me being silly and acting up and all that other stuff that I do absolutely yeah, so, yeah that just yeah I, I am I ready to show the world that I don't know <laughs> is, the world uh, ready to is, the, is the world ready to see that <laughs> Um so that's that's one uh, exciting bit of information I'm really excited about and also I want to thank you guys also for supporting my uber commercials those are those are exciting
0: absolutely we You've got some more coming
1: we got some more coming for all awesome. Star, it's a mm-hmm. surprise. Oh, it's a surprise. I, tune in, tell me what y'all think. It's gonna be great. Um, and then, oh, wait, we gotta talk about this. Mm. I did a podcast, Ball Girl Magic. Let's talk about this Let's for a second. I did a podcast, Ball Girl Magic, with Roz and Yvonne Orgy, which is up on Uninterrupted. I enjoy those girls so much. And they asked me about dating, and we got into a conversation about dating black men. And somehow, some way, somebody wanted clickbait, and they said that Carrie doesn't date black men. That was new to me.
0: Yeah, um, I I was my my yeah. text messages were going off about that. I was like, <laughs> uh, and, and, and what was your response to that? I was like, "That's not true." <laughs> but then people wanted to send me YouTube clips, uh-huh. and so I clicked on one, and then I replied back and said, "Okay, so you didn't even listen listen to this because this clearly is a clickbaity headline." And then I explained what clickbaity. Headlines meant but, you had yeah, to yeah, I yeah. I click did. clickbaiting means they just want you to pay attention. Right. Um,
1: but and I and I don't feel the need to explain myself. But Kelly and I had this conversation because it has nothing to do with sports. And my personal life is my personal life. Right. But I was very clear about the fact that when you're dating, sometimes it's hard to date. Sometimes it's just hard to date men that are black that are successful, just like you. It's right. hard to date. Period. In this world that I live in, mm-hmm. because of our schedules, because of what we do, how fast we move. I'm not saying that I would not date a black man because it's a struggle right. and I would rather date a white man I said I said just so we know that we're clear on how I feel about this is that sometimes it's easier if you date somebody of another race because you're not as invested I then followed it up with mm-hmm. I am marrying a black man that's who I want to be with I support my black man I love my black man y'all got y'all went all the way to she don't date black men where they found that where they found where it out? that from she don't date black men. Y'all are crazy. And then and then y'all in my mentions talking about I'm canceled and subscribed. That's all fine. That's great. Cancel me. Subs- don't subscribe. What do the kids say? What do the kids <laughs> oh, say? You're canceled. You're canceled. Yeah. What does the kids say? I think <laughs> that's fine. But that's fine. I just like I could even I don't even know what that means. Grandma like huh? What the h But. It's the nature of our business. Like, I understand that. And I was speaking some real ish. Like, I've lived some, I've lived some life. And I'm, I'm telling you, I'm speaking from experience. But it never, it never, ever, ever came out of my mouth that I don't date black men. But here's, here's the rub. Here's what's so funny about that. Y'all, black men can date whomever. 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 I I don't jump in your mentions. I don't say whoever you date. I don't hear y'all, I hear y'all every day comparing me to other women that are others and how much more batter they are than me on TV. Right. I let y'all have that.
0: Right. Right. Nor do you look at anyone sideways when you see them walk up and down the street. And I know that's a popular, um, rhetoric that uh, men feel that black women do. nobody, well, nobody is doing that. Love who you love. Exactly. Date who you want to date. Be who you want to be with.
1: Be who you want to be with. It does not matter. I am a proponent of love is love. Is love. Just don't put words in my mouth, okay? Clickbait, clickbait, clickbait. <laughs> but we do have, a in our group chat, we do have something funny going on now. Like, it's funny. Like... I can't share that because it's so X-rated but now we we all got our little jokes
0: I, <laughs> I, I <laughs> promise you I was holding my brain he, he, he was like you about to you about, you about to you about to tell the folks everything don't at me he, he, he <laughs> don't, you about to really be that
1: honest <laughs> nah, nah nah I um, know it's called be um, honest yeah but. I know it's called be honest but I just wanted to let y'all know that I was clickbait and I and I have nothing against anyone dating whomever you choose to date that is real talk but don't jump in my Mitch She's talking about I don't date black men because that is just not true. Uh, That is actually funny. And if, if Mr. X, like say if I was dating someone, let's call him Mr. X. Mr. X, sure, that works. If I went to Mr. X and said, did you hear I wasn't dating black men? Mr. X thought that was funny
0: oh okay in a hypothetical situation in
1: a hypothetical situation sure, Mr.
0: It. X was like oh okay I bet Mr. X was falling out <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> yes in this hypothetical situation in the hypothetical made up
1: Mr. Situation. X was like they don't understand how raggedy you are <laughs> not raggedy <really. laughs> you elegant hood lady they, 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 but that's fine <laughs> anyway um, I thank you so much for joining us on this edition of Be Honest I got a little gossipy y'all know how that is uh, thank you so much for joining us I appreciate it thanks for having me alright and what
0: else do I owe you money for this I mean, why not? It's 2018. I'm trying to get the high.
1: That's the plan. (laughs) The the moral of the story is don't feel trapped. Have a plan. and I got a plan. Thanks for listening, y'all. Thanks for
0: listening to Be Honest with Carrie Champion. For more great podcasts, check out ESPN.com slash PodCenter.